I too woke up with pube crop surgery. This is Dr. Da. This is Professor Feather. This is Midnight Get Flight. And this is Dr. Astronaut Head. That's and you are listening to Radio. Welcome, Assy. Oh, whose dog is farting? Speaking of dog farts, the history of science fiction. <laughs> this is my nose. Mark, can you smell that over there? Jesus. I, I, I remember it, it's residue of a boy and his dog, I think. Uh, yes, it's it still is. Coming. Oh, it's making my boogers curdle. Blood, what has you so angry? <laughs> yeah, it's probably this music. All right, so we're going to start with uh, the history of uh, horror films. Well, <laughs> oh, science fiction. <laughs> so This is a good one already. <laughs> it is. Uh, our last episode was about uh, science affliction, and uh, <laughs> this one is going to be about science fiction. Very so, loosely. All right, so what's the first science fiction movie? Uh, it's it's nineteen ten. Le voyage dans we, la, we, lune. la lune. Oh yeah, nineteen o two. What? Nineteen o two. Yeah, Melier. Melier. Oh yeah, all Melier stuff. Yeah, well, that's. But the, but it, it's kind of weird where their, their subject matter at the time also involved like a, you know science, but also the the uh, what do I want to say magical aspects. Fantasy was still very heavily. They were science fiction, but fantasy was still a, a prevalent means of transporting you know yeah because science, anyway because they didn't have a lot of science back but then. that 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 quickly changed though i mean throughout the progress of movies and the history of movies I and it's also because a lot of those early ones in the early you know 1900s past 1910 to 1920 the silent era drew a lot upon jules verne yes so there was a and, version well, of 20,000 leagues of melier himself yes. drew yep. upon uh, just Ju- magic and H.G. Wells, yeah. yeah. Edison's Frankenstein, yes, yeah. 1910, yeah. It was more of an alchemist story, but yeah. it was well, 1910, still yes. Yes. science fiction, yes, it really is. No, it is. And then 1913, he did uh, Jekyll and Hyde, yep, after yep. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which is extremely good, yeah. The well, both of them are, and that's why I said we yes. talked about uh, Frankenstein before, which you know, you guys, it's interesting, me about it's. The, yeah. the stage in the round, you know, just oh, how yes. they shot that stuff during the day, it's and an how outdoor that stage, stage could, yes. Yeah. Could, uh, and I, that's fascinating. I thought that was awesome. Um, which is really funny that, you know. Edison, Height of the craft. Yeah. Well, in Edison, the, the inventor of the light bulb, has to use the sun <laughs> when he first starts shooting films. So. Um, but yeah, I think the, the early stuff, again, I think what. Uh, I think films became something that they needed to have a lot of spectacle. You know, and I think these were the kinds of things, and that's why the fantasy was there, is because science yes. science really wasn't as refined, you know, at that oh, point. Oh, no, it's still incorporated. But I think that's the beauty of science fiction, isn't areas, it? Yeah. Science fiction is what kind of feeds science sometimes in terms of with the imagination, where science tries to catch up with what people are imagining science might do at some point. Now, I don't know about a lot of this stuff, just because, you know, I mean, we do have submarines now, right? Jules Verne. You know, uh, he, you know, what else? Which was a concept. Airships. Oh, yeah. Airships, flying yeah. Yeah, vehicles, yes. Uh, what else did he do? Uh, I love that word, dirigible. Dirigible. We need more dirigible. I bet we will get airships. I like airships. On Amazon Prime, we will. Aeronauts. 
But yeah, so Edison's Frankenstein, uh, you can see that. It's, it's, I've never it's, seen that. It's all it's over the place. Pieces. It's Frank, only like well, it's a, that's all you can long, long, I have? It's like is it like eight, six minutes or eight minutes long? Pretty Something sure, like right? that. Yeah. And it's there's parts missing, and you know it was not. There's a, actually there's a nice one out there that yeah, they a pretty good one. Fix, yeah. The YouTube one, the, re, the remastered one. Yeah, on YouTube if you look at really if you watch it, yeah, you watch it because it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And the monster has an interesting look, I think. Or who, yeah. who's, yes. What's his name? Charles Ogilvy? Yeah. Is that the guy who played <laughs> yes. the monster? Yeah. Had a good a look. Stage actor or yes. whatever he was. Yeah, and all of this, well, that, yeah, that goes to the whole uh, yeah. film, film theater crossover. But anyway, um, then, yeah, what, 1916? 20,000 leagues. Which is underwater, which is impressive. I think that's very impressive. Yeah. Underwater shots and stuff. They're yeah. the first underwater shots. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, that's and it's a it's a pretty good movie. It's been, wasn't there another silent one though too? Yeah, I think after that I think there was another one. And that's one. the one that I always saw what's that book I had? It was a horror oh, it was that big green book it had Frankenstein on it. Uh Glenn Strange Frankenstein. But anyway, you look through that when you're a little kid. They had a picture from that movie and that great diving suit from I, th- I think Lionel Barrymore was in it is it wasn't yeah it? I think yeah anyway he's in that great big iron diving suit and those little fish guys are like holding tridents over him that is such a fucking great picture I think that was great and uh, yeah it took me a while to try I still don't think I've seen that I think I've seen little bits of it but I don't think I've ever seen I would like to find that that'd be kind of interesting yeah, and it was uh, they were blending a lot of uh, horror and science fiction early on too. With uh, was it Sir? Ar- they did an adaptation of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's um, The Lost World, which is yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, earliest examples of stop motion animation, right? Uh, and, besides and the Missing Link, and, and that's kind of science fiction. Yeah. No, no, yeah. it is. I yeah. think. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's blending yes. that and kind yeah. of horror Especially and monsters. Especially yeah. in the twenties when you really didn't know about the Amazon and they had those uh, escarpments, those plateaus oh, yes. that had their own little. Ecosystems and all. I mean, no satellite visions of them back then. That's yeah. for sure. Skull Island could exist, and yeah, everything, all that. Yeah. So then, uh, up into the twenties, we're still in the silent era. Oh, twenties, um, uh, uh, Metropolis. Metropolis and Ailita, which is a Russian movie. Which, I uh, think Metropolis is probably the most influential of these. For the slang. Yeah, and just and visually, vision. and it's still stunning. To it watch is, yeah, very. I mean, it, it is. It is just. Uh, it's a spectacle. It's a. It's a masterpiece. It really is. And the stories, you know that. It, yeah, it's a very good the, movie. The story is timeless. It is. Yeah, the worker. Yeah. And artistically, it was uh, what really disseminated the German sense of design. Um, just all of the sets and all yes. of that, that kind of stuff. You know, along with like the you know, Dr. Caligari and. You know, which were kind of going in different sensibilities. One the more industrial, one the more kind of surrealistic, surrealistic, yeah. wonky. You know, kind of art. You know, angles and all that kind of stuff. Um, which, by the way, makes Nosferatu work so well. Just that, yeah. Anyway, go back to this, That's, which becomes more of a technical type movie, which is really cool, by the way. I mean, just yeah, how they explain everything and good yeah, movie, but, yeah. Yeah, on the business side, it was like pretty expensive. I think, yes, to make and yeah, but it was a big. I think it was. But a, you see the the. It was a big hit. Influence I mean, on C three PO right there though too. 
Maria yeah. was that her name? Maria. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all. I mean, it's also you know the first kind of real robots. Yes. And, yes. and artificial intelligence. When did Ruhr come out? Or that was just a story. That was, was, that, was a no, movie. There, no, it was it? a play. A play. It yeah, was right. Play. Right. Um, what was that? Was that around this time? Uh, what, what was that? What was the title again? What did you say? Ruhr. It was a R-U-R. robot. Yeah, that robots. What does that translate to? Something like. Anyway, yeah. But, oh, that goes out to, like, the 60s. The creation of the humanoids. Did you ever see, did you ever see that one? I kind of like that one. I would love to do that movie. You just skipped over the 30s, 40s, and 50s. I know. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> we'll go back to that one. I wanted, But anyway, that's what that reminds me of. That's what uh, that play was about, kind of. They were more, uh, what do I want to say, uh, biological robots than they were mechanical. They, it was never explicit that they were mechanical robots. It was like slaves. Or whatever. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's interesting because you know, the the idea of film itself at this time is almost like science fiction. You know, the ability to go and watch something recorded in time and you go back and watch it again. Yes, and you got to realize that even at this point, you know, we're talking in, in the teens. Yeah, it's they're still yeah, they're still developing a film and it's still language. relatively new. You yeah. know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, possibilities yeah. discovering possibilities in film. How the filmic language is a whole another thing yes. we could talk about. That's, but anyway. Um, Woman in the Moon. No, I haven't seen this one. Have you? No, I've never seen it. Mark? No, no, no I have not. Gadfly? Yeah. It's, have you it's ever seen Fritz it? Lang. No, no. I mean, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm intrigued by it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. So um, I'd like to. But uh, just to yeah. see it. There you go. Yeah. So the you know this is the this is just you know the from the 1902 on up to the 30s is where they were just kind of like dabbling in all kinds of an, different an stuff. An overview. You know? Yeah, it's a, and it's an interesting that it's international. Yes, there is all kinds so, of stuff. You know, the Russians, the, you know, the Russians the were doing some. No, interesting I think stuff we should. I think we should keep that international thread through a lot of this because it, it's very. I think it's very because a lot of them you can later on you can see where they feed off of each other, and you you start seeing this yeah, well, crossover yeah, stuff. Definitely, yeah. when you start to get into um, the atomic bomb and uh, yes. World War Two and you know all that kind of stuff. So in the thirties. Let me get down to a list here. Yeah, the 30s really just kind of exploded in terms of the output for science fiction. Yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that movie stuff, that seems to be people would like that. Let's make some more. <laughs> but it's interesting that, that they, they really didn't want to, they were hesitant at first to make a lot of this stuff, though, just because of the subject matter. You know what I mean? They were, it was still kind of feeling itself out as a, in the 30s. Oh, by the time certain, you hit the 30s, we're, right. talking, and we're it, talking getting into the 30s. We're talking getting into uh, sound. Yes. And, and just, you know, um, 1931. I don't know. Not much happened in 1930, I'll say, off the top of my head. But 1931. What happened in 1931? Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Was uh, Dracula? Dracula was in 1931. Dracula was thirty one, Frankenstein. Thirty one, okay. And then, and then Frankenstein, I think it was thirty two. So would or you, thirty? Yeah, later. Frankenstein was thirty one. So Frankenstein was thirty one. Frankenstein is like one of those that kind of straddles both. Well, technically, I I consider it science fiction. You're right, because he, he's yeah, it is. Uh, but it's science yeah, fiction yeah, that no, creates a monster. Yeah, there's nothing supernatural about right. Frankenstein. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Other than well, the only thing, yeah. Well, we don't really know. No, That's you true. don't. You don't. That's true. Be- Until the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. But anyway. Anyway, yeah. 
So you know, that brings so us in, that at? brings us into the uni- the era of Universal, essentially. Yeah, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, the same year. Oh, Paramount. Like with, a, a uh, month after Frankenstein came out, Doctor yeah. Jekyll and Mister Hyde came out. With, right. Is that the Frederick with March? Frederick March, yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, my, I really. That's like the that best one. transition of all. Of I them. think of the versions of them. Yeah, I, and I'm not crazy about the story of the. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big Jekyll and Hyde fan, but of all the versions, I think that one's the best. Yeah, I, yeah, me, yeah, I do too. I like that one a lot. I also yeah. like the one that comes out a little bit later with uh, Tracy Spencer Tracy. You like that just because as an actor. Because just, I like uh, Spencer Tracy so I like Spencer yeah. Tracy too, right? And it's so rare seeing him in a yeah. role like that. Yeah. But let me, let me go back, though. When I was a little kid and I saw that version, I was kind of, oh, come on. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're a little kid, I to me, you were a little bigger. Spencer. I know. I liked him. Old Man in, old man in the Sea. I was, anyway, we'll go back. Yeah, but again, I think, uh, you know, the themes that are coming in here, which is bringing people back to life with Frankenstein and then enhancing life with drugs, you know, and all that kind of stuff, because I think chemicals and drugs were the big science back then. And scientific experimentation and like what what were the boundaries they were still trying to feel out and like the boundaries were endless. Right. Reanimating dead. Yeah, you know, well, we're, we're completely changing our personality and revitalizing. It's and, it's, it, it's it's like a new the science has become the new uh, imagination. Right. And you know, you know what, what HG Wells, even though you don't see a lot, well, wasn't there like a British? But Shelley's things that come yeah. and all that stuff. But Shelley's original original idea was it was a conflict between what we can do and what we should do. You know, that's mm-hmm. where Frankenstein really has its story is, you know, right. questioning the ethics of doing, that. you know, what we can what, do it, yeah, but should we yeah, do it? Exactly. You know, and I think that's where Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde come in. I think mm-hmm. Frankenstein's like that. Um, and I think it's even it even follows through, you know, most of the universal stuff with the exception of maybe Dracula and the mummy. But I think, you know, like the, the invasion of an ecology for um, the swamp, uh, swamp thing, <laughs> creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, these, just these ethical dilemmas that, mm-hmm. that kind of enter into a number of these things. Going Which is back. why you need a, an arrogant, you know, the hubris filled Frankenstein, you know, Dr. Frankenstein to kind of disregard those. You know, it's all about his hubris and, and what the cautionary tale, what we're supposed to learn by the end of it. You know, we now I know what God or feels like to be God, you know, and and uh, that's that's the cautionary tale. We, this is where we should not go with with this newfound technology. Super science. I, I, now, defining defining the cultural mores uh, in, right. in, in the in the context of a science fiction storyline, which was, is it, which is a. As we see, it becomes kind of insidious. Right. Well, going back to science fiction in the 30s, though, what what was the name of that movie with the earthquake that destroys New York? And it was pretty impressive at the time. The oh, what is that called? Woody was, Allen's Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> Chud. Yes. Chud. <laughs> I, I I thought it was like 33, 30 something. But anyway, it was. Oh, you've seen. The Invisible Man didn't that? When did that come God out? Damn it! Deluge. Yes, Deluge. That's it. Yes, that's 1933. Yes, IRKO. When did Invisible Man come out? 32? 30, 33. 33. 33. Yeah, it came out in November. And King Kong came out June. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And King Kong came out 33 too. What do you consider King Kong? I consider it science fiction. Do you or fantasy? No, science fiction. Science fiction. I oh, or or fantasy. It's just a giant, uh, you know, it's just, I'm not sure what the science of it is. Just to it's be just sure. the fantasy of this large 
large creatures. Primate, right? But it's a large, owl. but it's a large physical creature. Primate, it's yeah. A, but it's a physical primate, yeah. and and you know that's true. I guess any no it wouldn't be any different primate. than any like Jules Verne's, you know, mysterious island with the large crabs. And primate, things right? Things like that. Speaking but, of large but crabs, did you know? Tar. But because <laughs> King of, Kong was filmed in black and white, you never really did get to see the glory of his blue and red ass. You brought this up before in many conversations. Did Star. I? Okay. And you always make they that did same try. hand gesture. They did do, yes, I know. And they did do a uh, color test footage, too, by the way, which is lost in the great RKO studio fire. I so. think that should be your Halloween costume this year, Tar. King Kong's ass. Just the yeah, red that, and blue? Red your, and blue. King, yeah, you just go around and just King Kong's ass. And they mistake right. me for that <laughs> Superman popsicle everybody fucking eats. Hey, before we forget, <laughs> let's not forget Shandu the Magician. Oh, that was kind of... Now we'll see. What is that? That's, no, I guess that's sci-fi That's science all the way. fiction, yes. Now was that the one where Lugosi's the good guy or the bad guy? Yeah, Lugosi. he's the bad guy. Oh, in this one? Isn't, that the, isn't he a yeah, bad guy? Yeah, but there isn't there a first one no, where wait a minute, he, he's the good no? guy? Okay. Shandu. He is Shandu the Magician. He's in the good the guy. In the first one, but I, in Maybe the second he one, he plays the bad guy, I think. Well, now you've got me confused. No, he's, he's the villain. He's, the villain. he's Roxor. Roxor! Yeah. And this is the one that has the robot? No, that's... What's uh, that? That's... Uh... Chandu 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Of all the Chandus, number two. <laughs> no, that's... Uh, yeah, mine Chandu number two. What's that called? Creeping... Creeping... God damn it, Mark! You know this. The creeping, God damn it, Mark! You know this. Creeping terror, creeping horror, creeping terror. No, the one with Bella Gosi with the robot that that Rob Zombie. Something used. creeps. The invisible. Oh, the Phantom oh, creeps. The Phantom creeps. The Phantom creeps. Yeah, Phantom creeps. No, 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 no! It's the Phantom creeps. <laughs> Way to go, Midnight hold on, Gadfly! Hold on. Phantom creeps. The Phantom creeps. My internet's slow. Kiss meets the Phantom <laughs> of the creeps. So there we go. We solved that. Yeah, what about Island of Lost Souls? Island of Lost Souls. Island of Lost Souls, man, with Charles Lawton. Man, that is so good. And Bella Lugosi. And H.G. Wells absolutely hated this. (laughs) He saw it and hated it. They refer refer to all these as pre-code science fiction horror. I really like this. I really like this one. It's a good movie. What does that mean, pre-code? They could get away with a lot of uh, innuendos and a lot of uh, storyline that later on you know that it the ones that seem all sanitized i'm not sure when the that the religious moral majority 30s mid 30s yes the, yeah yeah what late was, 30s what year was this 32 yeah, yeah it's like yeah. the comic book code yes you know like i realized a, like in the, the 50s yes. oh there's too much violence this, we gotta yes. start sanitizing this stuff because exactly. if you watch like even silent movies in the like 27 29 kind of they get pretty risque i mean some of them can get you know subject matter and and anyway yeah, this is towards that end of that kind of. Yeah, it's a good movie though. I mean, the, the suggestion. Uh, and of all the versions of uh, Island of Lost Souls, I mean, the thirty, the thirty-two version, I think, was the best of all of the, the oh, three three and, versions that I've apparently seen. Apparently, H.G. Wells absolutely hated this one just because really? of the way because of uh, Lawton, the way Lawton oh. portrayed Moreau as this just gleeful, just sadistic little motherfucker that plays God there. Uh, anyway. He, Would you like Marlon Brando's better, I wonder? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think so. Oh, so I didn't yeah. realize this is the island of Dr. Moreau? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. 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 
Oh, and Bella, based on based on yeah. And yeah, Bella, then there was a seventy-seven or seventy-nine version. I think there was a yeah late seventies version too. But yeah, which was actually called the Island of Doctor Moreau, I believe. And the same thing with the one with the remake with Marlon Brando that was also called Island of Doctor Moreau. Was that Michael York? Which Michael York, yeah, the seventies, yeah. yeah, yeah, the seventies version, yeah, Michael yeah, York, Michael York, which I watched. Richard Basehart was the Sayer of the Law. Yeah, I've seen all three versions. Yeah, the, um, yeah, yeah, so have I. The seventies one is the one I saw first, and we saw it at the drive-in in the seventies, and it creeped me out. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty, yeah, pretty. Uh, there were some shots in that that I thought were really well done, like uh, the the animal beast face coming out of the dark, yeah. or just kind of like showing up and just like really good, like you know. Oh, that's true. But I, I would like to see now the the Island of Lost Souls because I've never seen that one. I've got the uh, it, DVD. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's really good. It's, yeah, uh, that's it's the first one I, I saw and, late at and, night. What I'd like to say about it that most people don't really talk a lot about is uh, the cinematography in it is super good. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's you know one of the that's, that's one of the, that's one of the pleasures of of the movie for me is that they they created this just great atmosphere. Paramount at the time, if you watch between Universal and Paramount, Paramount had the more refined like your the camera work and stuff like that. Um, Universal when they did their Frankenstein and Dracula were more stage stage shot type. I you know what I mean. Where in uh, the Paramount, like Jekyll and Hyde, this you know it had that more fluid, more film like. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. It was neat. Anyway. So what about the vampire bat? I kind of like this. Lionel one. This Atwell, is, right? And yeah, it was, I, it, and it wasn't really Universal, but it was filmed on Universal a lot. So. Yeah, I like the vampire bat. Fay Ray, Lionel Atwell, yeah. uh, Melvin Douglas. Um, Isn't that the one where yeah. he, he's like created a, a the inimitable Dwight Fry? I think is in it. Yeah. Isn't he? But he makes like a, this artificial life form that looks like a sponge. Yes, that's it's, that needs blood, right? Is this the one? And he has no, this is the one where he, I think it's the one with the the the, the bat. You know, there's the bat going around. Um, well, yeah, it's that I, hypnotized yeah. guy. And he's like, everybody thinks there's a vampire running around, but it's like yeah. he's getting blood to feed this sponge thing in the in the little tank, <laughs> which was I thought was really cool. I mean, that was that was kind of neat. Would uh would uh uh what's that one where he's like the synthetic flesh? That was thirty three, wasn't it? Uh, what is that? Mysteries in the Wax Museum? No. Uh, Doctor X. Do- yeah. Doctor X. Yeah. You know what I'm a, talking like, about? Like a that. mystery police procedural with uh, the horror element and the, and the cannibalistic quality. Yeah, yeah. And he had the, it was yeah. in color. Kind yeah. Of a color, like a tricolor. With Faye, also with Faye Ray. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that great scene where he's putting on his, like, he's making his fake hand on his stump and. Smearing all that, like, yeah. you know, looking gloop all over him. Yeah. Synthetic fish. It's great. It's great. <laughs> what year was that? 30, hmm. what was that? 32, 33? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right in a, they, they consider invisible. it more of a horror film, mm. but the return of Doctor X is considered the sci-fi. But yeah, I, I would say it's it's it gets the mixture again. It kind of that was with Humphrey movie. Bogart. The yeah. sequel had yeah, Humphrey exactly. Bogart. The sequels, roles, right? The sequel is one of my favorite movies because it's so weird. It's, it's just it, a weird movie. And Humphrey has, Bogart being in it, who I liked really well, and it just you know, and it's a strange, strange movie for him to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that movie. But I like the, the first The one Invisible too. Man, 1933. Yeah, James Whale directed oh, that one. Um, I like Claude that. Rains. Has, yeah. that humor, has that great humor in it. Evelyn Anchors, is she in it? No. 
Damn. What's that? Una O'Connor is. Though. <laughs> is she? Yeah. Una. Una uh, O'Connor. I think this is one no, of no, my, not who is it? Una. She's I the know. one that doting old lady, right? That yeah. always says, Ooh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I really like this one. I, uh, you know, I've seen it a couple of times, and it, uh, I really like the way it looks. But I also like the just kind of maniacal uh, Claude Rains, you know, character. He's got a great voice. And again, how does he turn invisible? Monocane. Yeah, it's kind of, it's mono blinded cane. by science. Yeah, it's more it's more chemicals. You know, I mean, it's you know, it's more science chemicals. Monocane. <laughs> Say it again, Tar. Monocane. <laughs> <laughs> and and they bleached a dog at some point. I remember that. <laughs> what? You bleached the dog. Bleach the dog. That's the name of my next album. Bleach the dog. They're bleached dog. Ble- Blanche. Bleach dong. That dog is Blanche. Dawn. Dawn. Not dong. 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 <laughs> oh, see. That's, that's uh, yeah, Dr. Ed's side business. Yeah, and again, you know, James dong. Wales. James Wales is... Uh, Release the dong. <laughs> We're back to the porn movies again. Can't stay away from it. Filmed we in the Philippines. We come back to the porn movies. What else is there? <laughs> There's the Invisible Man. Invisible porn. That's right. <laughs> you hear oh, that would be great. Just sound effect. <laughs> and someone pulling the covers. I need so like more <laughs> towels. I need more bandages. <laughs> and I need more monocane. These are all soiled. Shooting up the monocane. So what's next that you guys have actually seen? Maniac. 1934, uh, Dwayne Esper film. Oh, yeah. This is one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> it's a bizarre movie. Very, uh, has, has everybody seen it? Mark, have you seen it? Have you I, seen Maniac? I've not seen it. It's also known as Sex Maniac. No, Man. no, I've not seen Maniac. We talked about doing it for an episode. For, as an episode. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, I have, there are so many of these movies that have been remade, like, in the 50s, like Master of the World. Right, right. Some of these other ones that I've, I've saw those versions, you know, the Vincent Price, but I've not seen the original. So, yes. um, yeah, I've not seen, I've not seen Maniac, but I, I, uh, I'm intrigued by, I mean. It's a truly horrible know. movie. And, and it, hence it's <laughs> And beauty. disgusting. It, and disgusting. It's, it, it, hence it's beauty. Uh, yeah. And the history, this is one of those that was that, that pushed him over the edge to say, we need some kind of control, people. Now, now, now tell him, though, this movie was made specifically to tour, like, the exploitation, you know, like, fairs and... But as an educational film. Yes. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it was well, when you call a movie Sex Maniac, I guess, you know, that's going to bring but, out the crowds. So how is this science fiction? Uh, he brings back the dead, doesn't he? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm, At I'm some not, point. I've not seen it. That's a very loose thing. Yes, but there's also this eyeball scene that's, that's pretty disgusting. And and two chicks talk fight. about Cronenberg. Yeah, <laughs> and two chicks fighting with syringes. Yes, and uh, it's a very weird. Ventrilo's doesn't he like take on the persona of the other guy? Anyway, <laughs> yes. Enough said about Maniac. Yes. <laughs> And the better. Well, the next one I saw is like the Lost City and the Phantom Empire. These serials that oh, yeah. started to come yeah, out yeah. in the thirties. You know, Flash Gordon, those kinds of serials. I I just have uh, adore. I just really love those <laughs> those you, serials. Do you there. remember when you could go to the library and uh, and rent like eight millimeter film, take it home if you had a yeah. projector? <laughs> I guess these were the, yeah. Well, these Godzilla things would be versus Monster Zero was that way. Yeah, you know, it's a great film. 
we showed it on a on a put a, a sheet up on yep. against the wall. My cousin came over and we just projected. It was like silent. Put a blanket you know, over the window was, up in the yeah, bedroom. it was yeah. perfect. You know, it was, was that what Super Eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could go to yeah. the library and uh, yeah, I think you still and they can. would be you stick them and they yeah. would be all chewed up from everybody else watching them and trying to thread it through this like cheesy eight millimeter. Pro- <laughs> That's cool. But we also took a recorder and did our own soundtracks too. <laughs> That's even better. Oh, it was. It was good. But yeah, the Lost City. I, I, yeah, I watched that. I watched the Phantom Empire. I was, I'm big. I'm big Gene too. Archer, yeah. I'm big too into all of those serials. I right, always was, have been since I was a kid. Phantom Empire yeah. was kind of interesting. They're silly and fun, yes. and they're just escapist. And you see yeah. how they've influenced the robots with like the... George Lucas and the, you know science fiction <laughs> going forward. And and just at the serial, the cliffhangers and and uh, pulp fiction. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Robots it's with cowboy pure hats. Escape is fantasy, you know, and it, they're just a lot of fun. Aren't you writing a Pulp Fiction book here, Mark? I'm working on one. Yeah, my next one will be a uh, my homage to the Phantom. So it'll be more like an action adventure, a little light, much lighter in tone than Gage Black. Um, of course, it did about have to be, but it's a lot, a little more tongue in cheek, uh, a little more, a little more action. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Keep a surprised. I will. I will certainly Says do that. Morton Dom's Enterprises. Mark's our client. <laughs> so that brings us up to... little does he know? <laughs> yeah, 10%. I'm paying is for all, all my profits is working out so far, so that's pretty good. So it brings us up to The Bride of Frankenstein in 1935. Which is... James Whale. That's a, one of the worst movies ever made, I think, from the Universal Stables. It's so... So bad. Second, it's, second only to it's, it's the so bad. creature from the Black Lagoon. That's right. One of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, I love this one. Bright of the Frankenstein. Yep. Yeah, oh. I know Karloff did not want to have the monster speak. He had a real problem with that. Oh, but that was. But, I think that just that was great. Smoke I good. That was awesome. it was a Friend good. Film. We, we oh, showed, but he uh, learns. He's learning. He's, but if he knows, uh, he gets and, better. You know. But yeah, it just. It, it's a beautiful film, and it's just so. Uh, and he learns how that, shitty people. That comedy, that humor with the pathos and the horror, and, witty, and it's just it's just wonderfully done. Yeah, it's a great film. the The blind man scene, one of my favorites. And then, of course, going to the Son of Frankenstein, which is like a total step down from that, but still. It has that. It is, it, and yes, but it has. A, I like Son of Frankenstein. And, I like the. I like the, the the way the the castle looks, and then it's a completely different film. I think the Frankenstein franchise of all the Universal franchises, the Frankenstein still I think is the most successful. Of it the, is, but it also uh, gets boring really quick. You know, I mean, the first three what films are you I really saying? like. Friend, go <laughs> boring, bad. Ah. Right, so, which next Speaking have you guys of, seen? Uh, the Invisible Ray. Which is a great movie, too. Uh, oh, uh, man, another Bella Lugosi film. The Invisible Ray. And yeah. Lugosi was a good guy. It was uh, Boris. It was Janos. Janos, what? What? Schmivak. Sure. Gesundheit. <laughs> Donkey. <laughs> but I like that movie. I like the whole. Oh, what's kind of weird when he goes up to his observatory and he shows him like 
however that worked, you know, where he shows him the reverse, what happened in the past with his projector, his astral projector, or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, when I saw that when I was a kid. I it just, was cool. That was so cool. I, that was one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid. And when you it, had out of all of these movies, I mean, I really that one kind of stuck to me. Uh, it, it's it, that kind of fed my science fiction roots more he, than he's working the control, the but he has to yeah. wear that great big yeah. those lead gloves and mask, and that was great. It was super. And even when he got the ray, they actually show the ray in this one. You know. Which yes. I thought yes. was cool. Was you know, cool. like when he like he had to demonstrate for the native workers, so he melts the rock. It's like, hey, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, liked I, it. I liked it. Coming across that one. Things to come. That's what I was thinking of. That's H.G. Wells. Yeah, yeah. That was I saw that on PBS. Raymond Massey. Yes. Yeah. C- kind of a talky, preachy. Yeah, yeah. A little more than I always liked. Um, it, I mean, it, it, but it, it kind of was science fiction in that, you know, it's, it tried to kind of extrapolate a society and how it would evolve right. mm-hmm. and and from, just, the, from the standpoint of that time, you know, which is, that's the interesting experiment here is to see what they envisioned what, the future to be at that time. Right. And what I find interesting that Wells is alive at this time, so he's watching this stuff. I mean, and he got to see a couple of his movies put on the screen. This, uh, Island of Lost Souls, uh, Man Who Could Work Miracles. Was there another one? I don't think. I think it was those three. It might have been. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, to have him alive and still, you know, maybe, I don't know if he adds pressure to it or not. I don't know if he had any kind of right doing that at the time. But yeah, I've never really never really looked into him. I either. know, but all the, only, the only thing I know is he did not like Lost Souls. He yes. thought. He didn't like, thought, he didn't like Lawton. Yeah, because he thought he was too sadistic through right. the right. entire show. But, anyway. but that brings us to uh, Mark Flash Gordon. Yeah, Flash Gordon, the first uh, serial. Um, Not Flush Garden. Buster Crab. Flush. Yeah. And uh, I remember watching this, you know, growing up watching it uh, on Saturdays. Sometimes they would show this on Saturday mornings, you know, and my dad would watch it because he liked, he liked Flash Gordon. And one of the first comic books I ever received, actually on my day of my birth, my dad got me a, a three set of comic books, Flash Gordon, Mandrake the Magician, and, and the, the Phantom. So I always... Defenders of the Earth. Exactly. <laughs> Reading those comic books. Yeah, the old uh, Al Williamson. Uh, we used to watch these like in third or fourth grade during the winter. Like there were times it was uh, if it got too cold or something, we would uh, watch oh. these movies after you oh, know, lunch. They would show a couple yeah. of these shorts. And it was just, you know, the ship flying around. I can hear that buzzing sound. You could even see the strings and the sparks and smoke coming out <laughs> behind it. It's I just love Flash Gordon. Of all the serials, yeah, I think here. Flash Gordon's my favorite. Same here. Yeah, uh, those were really magical. To see and then to like discover when they started putting them out in those big sets, the DVD sets, mm-hmm. and you could sit there and just watch them all. I really like the first, and that seems to be the harder one to watch. But the the first one, the thirties, thirty two, is that when it was mm-hmm. made? Thirty six. Thirty six. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's the Buster Crab one. But didn't they do yeah. like ones in the forties? Yeah, they, they tried to read them for a while, you know yeah. the what was it conquers the universe and all that stuff well, the, the trip but to I, Mars oh, I guess 30. what I'm saying I like the look of the, the 30s one as opposed to the, the 40s one or whenever and they started up again did the same yeah they one. did two of them in the 30s 30, and then 38 was flat trip to Mars it gets more of that 40s yeah. military look to it 
Does that make sense? As opposed to. <laughs> uh, but after Flash Gordon, uh, how about you, Feather? Are you uh, a big? Are you a Flash Gordon fan? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, since I was a kid, because they've. Um, I'm a TV baby. You know, my generation really was raised, is the first generation to be raised on TV, and you know, I come from the early days of it, and they showed that a lot on Saturday afternoons. Uh, you know, at various times when they need to fill some TV in. show at the time too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. At this time, well, not at this time. But they had, didn't they have oh, something later on, like yeah, uh, kind of Tom Corbett or something like well, that. Well, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, I, I really liked it, and and I'll still watch them. I still go back and watch them. Yeah, the set and, design is what always got to me. I really <laughs> loved like that. Just uh, well, all the fantasy the of fantasy. it all. Yeah. And if you go back and look at it, it's just. Whatever they had laid around at the time at the studio, which is great, I think. Yeah, the costumes were great. I yes. mean, Ming is a great villain. Oh, yeah, yeah Ming is you great. Know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just the sound effects and there's the action. I mean, it's When it's they actually showed a giant monster, fancy. though, the crab thing yeah. in the yeah. pit. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. And, and pure pulp. There we go. You know, Totally. These were totally. Pulp, visual pulp. Yeah, yeah, well, just going back to the way it looked, didn't that look a lot like the way it was drawn in the comic strips, though, wasn't it? It yeah. still had that flavor yes. through the whole yes. thing. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Right down to the sparking ships, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. doesn't, when yes. the way he draws it, it looks like that, you know, that belching fire or whatever it was. Just yeah, you got to you gotta look at the, uh, and I have some of the hardback uh, compilations of the Al Williamson uh, drawn stuff that I think are from the original strips. Um, and the um, the art is amazing. I mean, the draftsmanship and the creativity of the the backgrounds, all that kind of stuff, it just it just blows me away. That these oh, were, you yeah. know, it's, it's super that could be a whole nother He's super series good, talking yeah. about covers for these things back then. I mean, that was uh, yeah. talk about building your anticipation for these kind of movies. Well, and it's so it's so good that they keep remaking it. So there's been numerous TV shows, there's been numerous movies, you know, the, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Star well, yeah, Star Wars, you know, yeah. he, he says definitely, you know. I mean, if you, the just the wipes that they use, you know. Mm-hmm. Um just the, all that kind of stuff. But um yeah, the it's I remember when it was when I was, uh, was it the 70s and 80s when they had the filmation did the the version yeah. of this. Yep. Um, which you know, all the drawing and the art was really good, but the animation was terrible. You know, and it was yeah, you know, it was typical really filmation. Boring. They were yeah. boring. It was like the Star Trek yeah. one. God, that I didn't think. <laughs> Do you remember the Star Trek? Oh yeah, cartoon. I oh yeah. Yep. Did you like it? I tried. I I really tried. Like a little it. slow for even oh, for a twenty minute episode. It feels slow. And they talk. They're just they're no, no emotion, no nothing. Right. <laughs> So after <laughs> after that, that uh, we have Walking Dead. Have you guys seen I, the Walking yeah. Dead? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What is that, Boris? Boris yeah. Karloff. Yeah. Yeah. What they do? Restored bring him back? Don't they bring scientist. him back from the dead? Something like that. Oh, he was wrongly executed, and the scientist brings him back, and kind of uses him to. Uh, he gets revenge on the people who. But who, he doesn't uh, really do much, does like, he? I mean, I, isn't this someone who really does? He just kind of like. Walks around in a stare or something, isn't it? Yeah, well, hey, that's enough. You're coming back He was ca- you know, he was capitalizing on the like shows up. Like, oh, they're like, oh, he's you know, they kills him off one by one. Yeah, that's great. God, I, I don't remember there. Nonstop New York. What's that? Yeah, I don't know. I remember seeing it on TV when I was a kid, but it just had like flying cars yeah, and things like that, uh, right? No, I think it was. I thought it had something to do with like a transcontinental plane. 
Oh, maybe. I saw where, one that where had it, like it's two. It's about uh, a transcontinental plane. There's this monster that's on it, and he's in the bathroom. Oh, wait a minute. They didn't have bathrooms back then. So let me. That's why it was nonstop. We, we that's why it was nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> so my premise is wrong. Never mind. The transcontinental chamber pot. <laughs> Um, now, nonstop was a, a British film, so I totally ignored it. But because there was back, one with I, I like hated, two ships I, that were. Yeah, uh, I hated. I hated British films. But there was. Well, yeah, they did when the, I was what, a kid. Trans, Transatlantic tunnel. And yeah, all that. yeah. Back when you referred to them as the Tories. As the Tories. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn you, King George! <laughs> I still harbor a resentment to the British uh, royalty. I'm sorry. Apparently, so does one of their uh, kids. Rightfully so. Yeah. He's like, hey, we're out of yeah. here. Megan, Good for him, man. Megan, let's go. I, good for him. I support him. He wants to live a happy life and away from all that garbage. Hey, good for him, man. Go okay. for you, Harry. Good for you. Yeah, we're out of here. Flash Gordon. Oh, in 1930. Yeah, trip to Mars. That's the 19... next one. You know, What's um, that? What is it? Flash Gordon's trip to Mars. Uh, is the, yes. the second, second of the three Flash Gordon serials. Um, 1938 or something like that. Yeah, 37, 38, 38. Yeah, I see it right here. 38. <laughs> and then, yeah. Buck, and then Buck. the next really universal <laughs> one, you got Son of Frankenstein, which you know Tar hates. So what? What do I hate? Son of Frankenstein. Or was that Feather? Oh, was it Tar? Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't no, why Feather? Like oh, did you know this one was supposed to be in Technicolor too? And it was in my head. Was Frankenstein's ass red and blue on this one as well? <laughs> no. It was it was dis because dis, he was it was discolored because he's a corpse. Yeah, it was just it a was, little magenta. Yeah, Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. Frankenstein was not presenting. <laughs> but good. But good. <laughs> but good. <laughs> me no shit. Bad thing. Me no shit. <laughs> me need new pants. <laughs> Now, Son uh, Son of Frankenstein is a pretty good movie. I like the way it's shot. Uh, yes, you know we talked about this already, yeah. and you know it just the, the, never it, seen it. Be, really, that Art Deco, but it really def- redefines the monster kind of, too. It becomes the more of the forties, fifties version, of the mechanical yeah. monster. Well, guy. you have. I mean, you also have the influence of the Black Cat, you know, with with uh, also Boris Karloff, and the way that that his mansion was shot. You get that all that Art Deco and all those shadow and light. Yes, and you see that showing up. You know, I love it when they show that little kid up there. Yeah, those, I mean, the shadows, those stairs, that, those stairs look pretty you know, fucking it, scary to me. It's it's a really lovely set. It's so Spartan, but it's really very effective. Shot, but, the that, lighting is like German expressionist. Yeah, yes. totally, totally. But that's what a keep would look like, though. You know. Like, and, yeah, and I I like this. Movie. And Basil Rathbone was good in it. Yeah, totally. Basil, Rath- what was the son? Oh. Oh, what is his What's name? his name? The son? Well, hello there. He's horrible. He's horrible. He's just... I hope... I, I hope... I... And it's got that little bit of humor with the, uh, you know, the... Was it the um, Burger Meister Meister Burger? Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, with, with the hand that screws off. Yes. Oh, no. Lionel Atwell. Lionel Atwell, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Wasn't yeah, that great? That, when he does the sure. whole little uh, I like monocle slapping, thing? Slapping yeah. his arm around. I love that. Yeah. No, that's even exaggerating when he's you know all yeah. of his movements are yeah. exaggerated. It's and it's, just, it's that mo- it's a it's a part where you want to laugh. I mean, there's a, it's such a serious movie in so many ways. Now, now tell him the truth because this kind of screws it all up, which is fantastic. This all goes back 
<laughs> well, especially now, by <laughs> if you saw Young Frankenstein, go back and watch this. You know? Yeah, well, you see where it, it just, came from. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, what they're borrowing. They, they, you know, most cloth. of it was taken from that. And we can't yeah. forget that Bella Lugosi, this is his first appearance uh, as Igor. Yes. Right, right. And, 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 and actually, probably, yes. Oh, my God. that was. I think that's one of his best roles, period. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the last it's time that uh, Boris Karloff love, does Frankenstein. It's monstrous. It's the last time, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, for Lugosi, I, that really is probably one of his best roles, I think. And I love his makeup. I, that makeup, he just mm-hmm. he's perfect. That's great. I can see where that Igor suddenly became into the mythos of Frankenstein and stuff. So the serial, there is a serial Buck Rogers, which is also played yeah. by Buster Crabbe. Yeah, you probably saw these yeah. and thought it was yeah. Flash Gordon. But really? yes, it was Buck Rogers. But it was Buck, Buck Rogers. Rogers. Now, let, let, me, let me go back to Son of Frankenstein just for a okay. moment. Beep, beep, no, beep. no, 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 no. <laughs> no? Okay. Sure, go ahead. Do it. Uh, no, go ahead. You've never seen Son of Frankenstein? I'm not. I, I'm. It's on my list. Okay. I was ignoring what? that. I was ignoring that. Oh, that really? he had ne- he's see never it? seen that. I didn't oh, realize. Well, that. I was just talking to Dr. Tyre the other day while we were doing a drink and draw and saying that <laughs> I, I really want to get like these all of these universal films that I've not seen and just have a collection of them that I can watch at any oh, time. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I would, I'd like to watch all three of those, the Frankenstein. I'd like to watch. The, I've only seen the first uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon. And oh. a lot of people say that the other two are pretty good, like the third one or I don't know, whatever, which one. And then uh, the I Invisible like Man. I like the whole series. I've only seen the first Mummy. You know, I mean, there's just all kinds of these movies that I have not seen, and this is part of why I want to do. I wanted to do this history of science fiction. So we need a drinking movie weekend. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah, we is were, that what we need? Okay. To do? Yeah, I we just were, record the yeah, whole. Yeah, no, really, that's what we're doing. We were talking about a podcast retreat where we rent a cabin. And, oh God! Uh, all, yeah. all we do is like for Friday, and, and for one three of us days. catches an unknown disease, and we have to. Yes. Oh, I've got that covered. <laughs> And I, we would be I casting would be, our pods. Pitbull in the shed. I will bring plenty of candy for us. Candy? Fantastic. Candy. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so I haven't seen Son of Frankenstein. I'm ashamed. Anyway, off the subject there, yeah. Uh, yeah the but, Phantom Creeps. Phantom Creeps. Oh, that, yeah, 1939. That's the one with the astro zombie robot. 1939. Oh, human. Sorry. We got the it's man they Rob could not What? Also. Which one? That's the one that has the robot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the robot. Yeah, the Boris Karloff. Yeah. Yeah. The Bella Lugosi one. Oh, did we talk creeps. about the man they could not hang? Yeah, I've not seen that. One. Oh, pretty... I forgot about that. It's, they're boring. Those yeah. are boring. It's kind of a boring movie, but yeah. It is yeah, kind of interesting though that he, you it? couldn't hang him. <laughs> <laughs> or he was hung. He was. That's what. <laughs> this was. Was that? That was. I don't know. That was around the code time there. I don't know. Yeah, no, <laughs> mi- no micro penis. Standing, cashew. The Return of Doctor X. This is one we were talking about here. Humphrey Bogart, yeah. which is weird. It's a weird little this movie. You a, can find it, and it's an absolutely wonderful movie. I don't Humphrey it's, Bogart. It's very weird. Drains babies of their blood. I'm not shitting. It's terrific. I'm not kidding. It's terrific. If you've never seen it. Gadfly, put this on your list. It's on the list for the retreat because I've seen the original, but not and, the retreat. And if you watch, if you look at Humphrey, he's kind of like painted like Dr. Tar, too. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was trading up, so. Well, anyway, I guess that takes us. <laughs> he was trading up. That and takes us through uh, the 30s. The 30s. We yeah. Done with the 30s. We flew through that one. Prohibition. All right. <laughs> 
The Wawa. So. Time for the Wawa, boys. Okay, here it comes. The Wawa. The Wawa Wawa. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? I do. <laughs> Shiza Network Incorporated. This is Dr. Ta. This is Professor Feather. The Midnight Listening to Unsane Radio. We're way, con- too, we're way too serious about that. That was just sucks. Want to contact us? Unsane Radio at gmail.com. Get all touchy feely. See us on the internet at uh, Actually, go to the uh, website because the images are fantastic. Fantastic. Eye candy. Or eye eye daggers. That last one creeped me the fuck out. We can um, also be reached as tar and feather at tarandfeather.com. That's T A R R A und D F E T H E R dot C O M. Vote for tar and feather. Vote and we can also be reached by your local medium, Dr. Maroney. Maroney, for I will see this. Or host Hall Please, of Fame. Please, there's Maroney's Incorporated. Or host Hall of Fame, Turn Feather. Chain Psychic are trained in production. Thank you, Maroney. I foresaw that. <laughs> he predicts gratitude. I knew that. Thank you. Knew that too. We're on Spotify. I We're knew on that. the Twitters. Oh, that too. The Twitters is kind of weird. It's uh, Radio Unsane at Radio Unsane. So the titillating Twitters. Because um, we're dyslexic. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't tweet much, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, I tweet when I can get away with I'm it. I'm just titillating <laughs> the Twitters. Well, speaking of your Buster Crabs. Oh, you venereals. (laughs) I'm a millennial. You're a venereal. Crop circles in my pubes. It's nice to be venereulated. (laughs) Come, journey with me through the pathway through my pubes. Nope. Okay. That's the last M. Night Shyamalan movie I watched. <laughs> What's a surprise? <laughs>